what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. David behaved himself wisely. Let me go ahead and tell you this too. David didn't grab the spear and throw it back at Saul. You see, Christians have got this mindset. They, oh, if somebody does me wrong, that just gives me right to just do whatever I want to do back to them. No, it does not. God gives you the right to forgive them and love them. That's what God gives you the right to do. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to if you will, if you have your Bibles, turn to the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 18. The book of 1 Samuel, chapter 18. We're going to pick it up with verse 6 today in your Bibles. 1 Samuel 18 and verse 6. And it came to pass as they came, when David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, that the women came out of all the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with their tabrets, with joy, and with instruments of music. And the women answered one another as they played and said, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. And Saul was very wroth, and the saying displeased him. And he said, They have ascribed unto David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed but thousands. And what can he have more but the kingdom? And Saul eyed David. From that day forward. And it came to pass on the morrow that an evil spirit from God came upon Saul, and he prophesied in the midst of the house. And David played with his hands as at other times, and there was a javelin in Saul's hand. And Saul cast the javelin, for he said, I will smite David even to the wall with it. And David avoided out of his presence twice. And Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him and was departed from Saul. Therefore Saul removed him from him and made him his captain over a thousand. And he went out and came in before the people. And David behaved himself wisely in all of his ways, and the Lord was with him. Wherefore when Saul saw that he behaved himself wisely, he was afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David because he went out and came in before them. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject, preaching a few minutes this morning. And David behaved himself wisely. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for every person that is under the sound of my voice today. Lord, I do not know the needs of your people But, Lord, you do. And, Lord, I ask that you would guide this vessel today. 
bring back to my memory, Lord, that which has been prepared. But, Lord, I know how you can say things and meet needs, Lord, that are out there that need to be met. Lord, today I ask for that anointing to rest upon me to rightly divide this word of truth. And, Lord, anoint your people to hear it and to receive it. Lord, that we may grow in grace and knowledge and be drawn closer to you. And, Lord, we are careful to give you praise and glory. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. The big news in Israel of that day was how this little shepherd boy from Bethlehem had slain the giant. For 40 days, this nine to 12 foot tall individual weighing somewhere around 600 to 750 pounds would come out and taunt the armies of Israel, send out a man that will fight me. No one would step forward to fight him. And he said, send out a man to fight me. If I beat him, if I kill him, then you will be our servants. But if he kill me, then we will be your servants. Israel's entire way of life was on the line. And nobody was willing to stand up to this giant. Saul, the king of Israel at this time, did not know what to do concerning this situation. But now, this little peasant shepherd boy from Bethlehem with one stone and a sling, had solved that threat. Glory to God. Little shepherd boy, a nobody. And everybody was rejoicing over this great victory. And I thank God for the victories. But I've come to learn that right on the heels of a great victory... Is always a time of great trial. And so it was with David. David went from a nobody, a peasant shepherd boy, to the most famous individual who would ever live. His name was on the lips of everyone in Israel of that day. David. He's the only one in the Bible named David. The first name in the New Testament is David. The last name, human name, in the New Testament is David. David behaved himself wisely. Oh, but as we read on through the Bible, we see where there were times when David did not behave himself wisely. With Bathsheba and Uriah. David, he didn't dot every I, he didn't cross every T. He didn't always behave himself wisely. But today, I want to look at a few things where David behaved himself wisely. And let me say this. God knows everything, and God knew what David would do. He knew that David would commit some of the most horrible sins of adultery and cold-blooded murder, and yet God chose him anyway. 
You say, Brother James, I don't understand that. Why would God choose somebody like that? Why did God choose you? There's not a person sitting in here today, and none of you listening by radio to me today, never one of you have dotted every I and crossed every T. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Since you've got saved, you've played the fool. And all of us have had to go before the Lord since we got saved and say, Lord, I didn't do right. I did not behave myself wisely. There are no perfect people. Oh, but there is a perfect Savior who's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Despite David's failure, the Lord Jesus Christ would condescend to be called the Son of David. Glory to God. Blind Bartimaeus, sitting by the highway side begging, blind, heard a commotion one day and somebody said, it's, it's Jesus of Nazareth that's walking by. And he said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. The Lord said, what is it that you would have me to do unto you? And he said, that I might receive my sight. And the Lord touched him and healed him, and he received his sight. Have mercy on me, thou son of David. David went from a nobody to the most famous person who would ever live. A grandfather would have a problem with that here David is 17 years old and yet he behaved himself wisely he remained humble when everybody else was lifting him up how do you do that when everyone is applauding you in your efforts of living for God How do you stay humble with that? There's a way to do it. But it's only through and by the power of the Holy Spirit that it can be done. You see, just a few years earlier, Samuel took a heifer and went to Bethlehem on the command of God. And God said, David is the one. Anoint him to be the future king of Israel. And Samuel offered up that sacrifice and called all the people to the sacrifice and anointed David in the presence of his brethren. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit of God came upon David from that day forward. The Spirit of God can only work as it pertains to the sacrifice. Today, that would be the sacrifice of Christ in His finished work. Now, under the Old Testament, 
the Holy Spirit was limited in what He could do within the hearts and lives of the Old Testament saints because the sin debt had not yet been paid. But today, that sin debt has been paid because of what Jesus did. And now it's opened up the door for the Holy Spirit to actually come and dwell inside the believer. Old Testament, they could only come upon the individual. But now he actually comes and lives inside. Oh, here it comes. David behaved himself wisely under the Old Testament. And here we are under the New Testament. Better covenant, better promises. The Holy Spirit actually living inside, and yet some of you can't even make it through a business meeting without rolling your eyes and grunting and snorting. Well, Brother James, I didn't say anything. Yeah, but your body language says it all, honey. David behaved himself wisely. Everybody loved him. All Israel and Judea loved David. How do you handle that type of popularity? Let's go a step further with it. The Bible says that all the women come out of the cities and they're dancing and singing and they're doing this for Saul, but the words that are coming out of their mouth is pertaining to David. David has killed his ten thousands and Saul his thousands. David. 17 years old. Oh, let me bring it on down where it's at. He's got the hormones of a teenager coursing through his veins. And here are all these beautiful young ladies dancing and singing in front of him. All restraints laid aside. He could have his pick of any one of them. And yet the Bible says he behaved himself wisely. How about it, friend? How about it, neighbor? Here we are under the new covenant. You're saved. You've got the Holy Ghost living inside of you. But yet a, a beautiful woman can't even walk by you without you looking at her. Jesus said if you even lust after a woman, you've committed adultery in your heart. How about it? Behaving yourself wisely. Mm. David behaved himself wisely in that temptation. David had a heart for God. In the Psalms we read where he had a prayer life. Christianity is a relationship. Your relationship, sir, with your wife, and the other way around, ma'am, with your husband, your relationship is not going to be as it should be unless there is communication. And Christianity is a relationship. And there should be a time every day that you go before the Lord and you just talk to Him. And you tell him about what all's going on. 
And if you have not behaved yourself wisely, and you know that there's something coming down the road, and you're going to be tempted to behave yourself otherwise, you need to just bring that before the Lord. Because the Lord even said it in His prayer, Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. You need to bring all of that before the Lord and talk to Him about it. David had a relationship with the Lord. The Holy Spirit was upon him. I don't know exactly what his experience was under that old economy of God. But he knew something had happened to him. He felt something. Something was different. He was out there tending the sheep one day and this lion came out and grabbed the sheep and ran off with him. And something came up inside of him that he didn't, he, he, he never had that happen before. There was a boldness there. And before he knew it, he had done grabbed that lion and punched him in the face. And now he's got a lion's head hanging on his mantle at home. And then a short time later, a bear comes out and grabs a sheep. Now he's got a bear rug laying in his living room. Where did that come from? There's a power there, a boldness there that he didn't have before. And so it is today with you and I. The Spirit of God comes into your heart and life. There's a change. You can feel it. You can sense it. David knew there had been a change in his life. He, he felt something And he yielded himself to that power in his life. And that's where you and I are at today. You've got the Spirit, but has the Spirit got you? Oh, let me say that again. You got the Spirit, but has the Spirit got you? The reason you ain't behaving yourself wisely is because you got the Spirit and won't let Him out. You won't let the Spirit of God have His way in your life. David yielded to the Spirit and he behaved himself wisely. But Saul did not behave himself wisely. Saul sitting there that day and these young ladies dancing and talking about David slaying 10,000 and only ascribed a thousand to him. He got jealous. The flesh. How about it? Are you jealous over another brother or sister in the Lord? Or Brother James, I'm doing fine. I'm all right. I ain't having no problems. Good. I'm glad to hear it. One day, David... Sitting in there in the room with Saul, the Bible says that an evil spirit from God came upon Saul. Saul gave in to his jealousy. He gave in to his sin. And now there are no restraints. And the Spirit of God departed from Saul and a demon spirit tortured his mind. Let me tell you, living for God can be the most glorious life that one can live if you'll do this thing God's way, which is take up the cross daily and follow Him. But if you don't do this thing God's way,
Friend, it can be a little bit of hell on earth. This demon spirit came upon Saul and they sent David in there with his harp like he had done several times before. And before, when David played, that evil spirit would depart from Saul. But this time, Saul, having given in to his jealous, evil, wicked heart, David is sitting there playing, and a spear comes right by his head, just inches. And the music abruptly stops. And the room is filled with silence. You could have heard a pin drop. But I tell you what you wouldn't have heard. Not a single cuss word of profanity came out of David's mouth. Good grace and mercy. Some of you can't even drive from here to Bailey without something wicked and evil coming out of your mouth. And you're supposed to be a child of God. Well, Brother James, I didn't say it. I just thought about it. Well, even the very thoughts of evil and sin is, is wicked. Well, I thought about it. I didn't say it. Well, thinking about it, you sin once. If you think about it and say it, then you sin twice. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You're driving at Raleigh, somebody cuts you off. In the heat of the moment... And David is sitting there just playing, worshiping God. And all of a sudden, here comes a spear right by his head. Here you are driving to Raleigh, worshiping God, and somebody might take the front bumper off your car. Shout now. Trial. God trying to show you something. See, and here's what he's trying to show you. In the heat of the moment, When stuff like that happens, what comes out of your mouth, what comes to your mind, shows what you really are. And in these particular instances here, David behaved himself wisely. How many of you? Oh, I'm bringing it on down where it's at now. How many of you have behaved yourself wisely? Oh, y'all behaving fine this morning. Y'all got little little halos and angel wings sprouting. Oh, God loves you this morning, but God help you when you go to lunch today and all you can do is talk about how bright the preacher's coat was and he was too loud and he's too this and he's too that. You eat him up and chew him out every Sunday. David behaved himself wisely. Let me go ahead and tell you this too. David didn't grab the spear and throw it back at Saul. You see, Christians have got this mindset that, oh, if somebody does me wrong, that just gives me right to just do whatever I want to do back to them. No, it does not. God gives you the right to forgive them and love them. That's what God gives you the right to do. Love your enemies. Pray for them that despitefully use you. Pray for them that ride across your property on four wheelers. They ain't got no business riding on your property. Eight of them come running across their lights now. 9 30, 10 o'clock at night. Wide open. Blowed right through the sides, the barriers, everything. What'd you do, preacher? 
Oh, let me go ahead and confess it right now. I did not behave myself wisely. Dana had, Dana had to remind me of that. Remember now, you're the preacher. Pray for those that despitefully use you. All right. David could have went out and gossiped about Saul. How Saul took that spear and throwed it and tried to kill David. But he didn't go out and gossip about what took place behind closed doors. He behaved himself wisely. Let me just close by asking you this today. Are you behaving yourself wisely? Believe me, there's room for improvement. Now, Brother James, how do I improve? It's simply keeping your faith in Christ and His finished work, which opens the door for the Holy Spirit to work in your life. But then you've got to yield to the Holy Spirit, and you do what He tells you to do. Now, that don't mean that you're going to go out here today and dot every I and cross every T. But it does mean that over a period of time, the Holy Spirit will change you more and more to where you'll be behaving yourself like a Christian. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.